0: Welcome back. I am Heather Caro,
1: and I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. Well caffeinated. Well caffeinated, Deacon. Pretty excited for this next <laughs> person we get to visit with about our Catholic faith, Father Sean Pullman. Welcome, Father Sean.
2: Thanks for having me. It's, it's good to be here with you. And yeah. do you
0: know each other?
2: Yep, I, I know Deacon Paul. Yeah. Can
1: you really uh, ever know anyone though? Do you really I mean, know do you really yourself? Really know? <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm just proud that I, I actually, into the deep end here. I actually, um, pronounced father before Sean Pullman. Cause Is I've known weird? Sean, I've known Sean since he was uh, probably Sean Okay. I mean, he was young when he was young, um, Shano. And actually I knew I've known his dad through some prison ministries before Sean was Sean, probably before he was born. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty exciting to have you here. Um, for those that you that don't know this, um, Father Sean is a newly ordained member of the clergy, a priest from the diocese of New Ulm. Correct?
2: That's right. Yeah. Give yep. us the date.
1: Give us the date that actually finally your ordination occurred on. It
2: was on Saturday, June seventh.
1: So. Saturday, June seventh.
2: Yeah. And well, that was like getting, five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> getting used to the title of Father. Um, oh, I know. It, yeah. So yeah, people call me Father, and then uh, yeah, I have to remind myself <laughs> I'm a priest because uh, yeah, still getting used to that.
1: So um, shall, share with the listeners, Father Sean, a little bit about your background, a little where you came from, and kind of how you came to be called to be a priest. And then mm-hmm. I, I, we're going to get a little bit into the, the nuances of being ordained uh, during this 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 pandemic. But let's first just get to know you as as the man, the, the young man. Uh, that was called to this ministry?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I grew up in um, Cottonwood, Minnesota, which is in the southwestern corner of Minnesota, and um, went to public school my whole life. I've known since uh, third grade I wanted to be a priest.
0: Really? Um,
2: Yeah, that's when I started altar serving at Mass, and um, I kind of fell in love with the Mass. And um, it was kind of funny, on Sunday mornings, Uh, My family would be we we would be driving to mass. I'd pray a little prayer in the back seat, hoping that whoever was scheduled to altar serve wouldn't show up so I could altar serve. Uh, Yeah, so I just loved being up there with uh, with father and um, assisting at mass. And then one day he uh, asked me the question, "Have I ever thought about becoming a priest?" And um, I guess I haven't. But that's when I um, first started thinking about priesthood. And, yeah, I've kind of stuck through it um, through junior high and high school. So, yeah. Well, I think that's Mm -hmm.
0: interesting because, like, my mother um, said, you know, she, as a young woman back in the day, was never asked if she thought about becoming a nun.
1: I think that happens Mm -hmm. way too often that we're we're not even asking the question, let alone following up with the the follow-up question.
0: So that's interesting that that... Question that one question really changed the course of your life,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if I think about it, if I guess if I was never asked, have I thought about becoming a priest? I guess it would have never crossed my mind. Um, but that question kind of uh, stuck with me, and um, that's kind of what set the course for my life. Um, so eventually, then you
1: then, went into high school, public school, and mm-hmm. then, and then. Made a decision after your senior year in high school to go where, and why?
2: Yeah, so the ju- my junior year of high school, I visited the seminary for the first time. It was like a come and see weekend, and uh, we had the chance to pray with seminarians and kind of go to go to class with them and live live the life of a seminarian for a weekend. And um, that junior year of high school, like I just fell in love with um, that. So I went to St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, for my seminary. It's called St. John Vianney College Seminary. So I spent four years there studying philosophy. And, um, and then after that, I went on to major theology. Went, um, so I studied theology at the St. Paul Seminary, um, also on the campus of St. Thomas. Uh, and so, yeah, eight years of seminary um, right out of high school. So. Give, us,
1: give us an idea, and I think especially as parents that are listening or maybe even some of the younger folks that are listening, moments of, of maybe of doubt or maybe mm-hmm. questioning. Um, you can't go through eight years of formation mm-hmm. without, without maybe, whether it's mm-hmm. self-confidence or am I good enough or, or, you know, a pull towards family life, something like that. Where were you at with that during your journey, Father?
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think it first started in high school um, when I started asking questions about the faith, such as um, why why do Catholics say that Mary is or or um, why do we believe in the real present? And so all these doubts started coming up in high school for me. And um, I wanted to believe what the church taught, but it was difficult. And I would go to faith formation classes and ask these questions. But sometimes the catechists didn't always have the answers, Mm -hmm. and so um, I I wanted to find them, and so I just started reading about the faith. And as I was reading about what the church teaches and why she teaches it, um, I began to fall more and more in love with the church, and that that really deepened my faith. And then um, going on into college seminary, yeah, um, marriage did cross my mind a couple times. But um, with all these um, thoughts of like marriage and having a family, the Lord also put those moments in my life that kind of reaffirmed that He's calling me to the priesthood. Um, it, just in uh, moments like conversations with people or things that would just happen in class um, that like made me kind of hunger to become a priest for the church.
0: Mm. Well, and I think that's, a, that's important to remember is that God will always direct you in the right mm-hmm. the right path. And, I, and people, you know, we've talked about it on Real Presence Live before. You know, when you're discerning something, anything in your life, how do you know it's God's will?
1: It reminds mm-hmm. me when, when we, um, Father Sean, you've been to the Abbey several times through your... Um, you know, outreaches from St. John Vianney and St. Paul Sam. But when, okay. I, when our group that um, felt called by the Holy Spirit to um, purchase the Abbey and turn it into this nonprofit retreat mm-hmm. center, when this happened, it happened fast. And, um, and I remember calling Bishop Lavor, who's the, the bishop in the New Alm Diocese, as we're driving out here to put an offer, and I said, Bishop, I, I wanted to call you a couple of days ago about this. But I never thought this would happen. And he goes,
3: right.
1: I go, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not completely sure. He go, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, the Holy Spirit is really good at saying no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's good at saying no. But sometimes when he wants, the Holy Spirit wants you to move towards something, he'll just provide the path. He won't push it on it, of course. And it's up to you to take that step. He's really good at saying no. And if you're not feeling like he's saying no, that challenge that you maybe don't want to do <laughs> is what he's calling you to do. And for right. you, it's the priesthood, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Several times I've had people ask me, like, how do you know like, God's calling you to this? Or how do you know? And I said, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it. It's just that kind of feeling in the pit of your stomach that mm-hmm. this is what I need to do. And... Yeah. um Kind of that, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just that you just know, and there's not a doubt, that this is what the Lord wants. Um, and, yeah, the Lord's going to gonna give you the grace to do what he's asking you to do.
0: Well, and I think sometimes when we're making these big decisions, like you did, Deacon Paul, my, a little bigger than any decision I've ever made, but mm-hmm. um, you must feel a certain peace about it.
2: Yeah, definitely peace. And, um, yeah, at the beginning there was some fear, like, this is just too big of a vocation for me, Mm. but, um, just kind of bringing that to the Lord in prayer, um, he, he he always reminds me, too, that, like, he's not asking me to do this alone, but rather he's going to give me the grace and he's going to give me the Holy Spirit to help me, um, and so, yeah, I'm not doing this alone, but... Actually, he's with me. And it's so that, all a, really, that takes away some of the fear.
1: And it's like all an invitation or a challenge or a call to trust. To trust. To trust. Mm-hmm. Whether it's COVID or yeah. the priesthood yeah. or single-parent mothering of teenagers. teenagers. Oh, my gosh. Hardest <laughs> job in the yeah. world, single-parent. It's all a call to trust. To not right. lose To not lose sight of what our primary call is to be that we're sacred we're, we're made in the image of likeness of god a god who is full of mercy and a god who's just calling us deeper into love and well, trust
0: and i i'm loving the fact that you're sharing with us some of the trepidations you had because i think that's really important for us to all hear and mm-hmm. to all admit that we are vulnerable and that we do have doubt and that's okay and normal
2: yeah right i mean um Today in today's gospel, Jesus listed the uh, disciples, and uh, like St. Peter, he he also doubted, as Jesus Mm -hmm. called him out on the water. But the Lord gave him faith.
1: Well, okay, on the other side of this next break, uh, because in the background you can hear that we're going to be going into break pretty quick, but I want to talk to you a little bit more about the specificity of Getting ordained during a pandemic, I think, uh, I think that that would be yeah. not quite how I was ordained um, right. as a deacon. Um, and, and, and I know you invited me to your, to your ordination, and I wanted to come so badly, Father Sean, mm-hmm. and
2: yeah. yet
1: there just it wasn't possible. It just yeah. wasn't possible with, with what's going on here. So really excited about hearing about that. And then we're going to talk uh, maybe what have your, been your first steps, the first weeks now of your priesthood, where you're going to be locating and um, mentoring with um, and what if, what's the favorite part of being a priest so yeah. far so mm-hmm. we'll get into that in just a few minutes but again you were ordained Saturday did you say June, June. 7th
2: yep just over a month ago yeah okay yeah.
0: I love hearing I love hearing baby priest stories <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and on the other side we're going to have more with Father Sean Pullman we'll be right back after this
4: Discover us at online.umary.edu/discovermary. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503, State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started.
3: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
0: Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll.
3: This is Deacon Paul Trinan. And when I think about uplifting
1: stories that inspirational. we have. Yeah, you know, it is, it's seeing a young man mature into... Um, into helping other young men because he's been the Father Sean Pullman is our guest and he's been influential in my my son's walks as well. <laughs> Remember, I think the first time we met, you were uh, it was at a, a D camp and you were on my boat. We were fishing for walleyes and
4: Father yeah, Sean's that's a terrific
1: right. guy, but he's a lousy fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, yeah,
2: I think that was my first time fishing when yeah. we were oh at D camp. boy, yeah.
1: so,
2: uh, and
0: you grew up in Minnesota, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, yeah. great. the boys yeah. loved him and they still talk about him and they've actually got to see him now when he comes up here for the especially my son peter uh, when he yeah. comes up here for retreats when he was with this, the seminary okay so we want to talk about the specifics of your nation because it's so unique during this this covid mm-hmm. time right yeah so you didn't have this big huge cathedral full of of people and 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 yet i mean there were mm-hmm. okay Let's reset. There were two of you that were um, ordained
2: for the diocese, and this was the biggest class for our diocese since 2005. Um, So the last ordination we had was 2016, and that was one.
1: Been a dry spell. Been a dry spell. So you better give some love. You better give some love to the fellow priest that was ordained with you.
2: Right. Yeah. His name is Father John Hayes.
1: Father John Hayes. And where is he? uh, Where is he located now for his first step?
2: Right now he's in Glencoe, Minnesota.
1: All right, wonderful. So, okay, so So, how many folks were actually, you know, were you able to bring to your ordination, Father Sean?
2: So I was allowed 50 guests, and then Father John Hayes was allowed 50 guests, and then there was 50 um, seats open for, like, priests and religious and seminarians. And so there were only um, 150 people at the ordination. Yeah. And so, um, that was, I don't know. It was, it was weird just kind of seeing an empty cathedral for an ordination. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, yeah. And like everything was like so, um, organized. So like they had a seating chart. And so we, um, submitted our list of 50 people and then they um had everyone assigned a pew or whatever a fa- families were assigned a pew sure. and um yeah and like they were checking people off at the door and like i've never seen that before mm-hmm. and so um yeah i don't know it was it was really uh di- it was different yeah
0: well, and I know here in the Sioux Falls Diocese, we ordained a couple of priests and, and they were very concerned because at the beginning of all of this COVID um, happenings, they were told they might only get two people yeah. mm-hmm. that could come to the ordination. So what was this, the process like and what were your feelings as you went through this COVID process leading up to the ordination?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was really stressful. Uh, because like we had, we, I mean, back in March, we had a reception planned after the ordination and we're going to do this, this and that. And then, um, kind of even two weeks before the ordination and at the end of May, like, we're still wondering, like, how is this going to work? You know, of course we can't do a reception, but how many people can come? And so, um, yeah, it was really hard just calling up people. I, I, initially invited Mm -hmm. and asking them sorry you need to um i'm asking you to watch the live stream because they're limiting the number of guests and um yeah so i sent out oh probably 200 invites but then they said only 50 people can come and so that was just um really stressful and hard for me those last Mm -hmm. couple weeks of May, just like who who's going to come and who's then I have to watch it live stream well
0: um, and, and ordination is a huge deal. It's like mm-hmm. getting married it you is. is yeah it's exactly I, right? like
1: so okay, that's the stressful part of it that's a, that's a, but was the Holy Spirit present
2: that day, Father Sean, oh yeah, yeah, oh my goodness, it hit me like a truck um <laughs> when I was laying down on the floor, and I was they were um singing the litany of the saints as we were. Um, kind of laying down our lives for the church and that um, that was just a really special moment um, because the gospel um, for that day, for the weekday mass, was the woman who came into the temple and she put two small coins into the treasury and that's all she had and kind of like, I don't have much to offer but I'm giving my whole mm-hmm. self to the church and um, yeah, so the litany of the saints was kind of that moment
1: when I realized what was actually happening. Yeah, I think about Father Sean and I, my my experience with him, and I and I think about Pope Francis, and he talks about one of the biggest challenges in the church right now is clericalism, clericalism mm-hmm. that's led to a lot of a lot of the issues we're we're up against. But I think mm-hmm. about Father Sean Pullman and. And he doesn't have an ounce of that in him. doesn't have an ounce of that in him. And I'm just so excited about it. What
0: are you talking about when you say
1: that? Oh, I, I think, um, you know, I'm the deacon. So, you know, bow, to me. Yeah. bow to me. I'm oh, fancy. I'm the no. priest. I'm the priest. Um, you know, kiss my ring. And I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay mm-hmm. some of those so things. So I don't have
0: to call you sir anymore? No. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm
1: kidding. And it goes back. It actually goes back to what we were talking about with Hannah. And we're talking about with Kate and then with the two gentlemen from from Fargo, Fargo Brad and, and um, Nathan. We're called to serve,
2: mm-hmm. Father
1: Sean. We're called to serve. Somebody tries to, you know, you know, lift me up on a pedestal, the reason I'm called deacon is as a reminder to me that I'm called to serve. And I think Father Mm-mm. Sean I think Father Sean knows that very, very well. So tell us the favorite part about being a priest so far, Father yeah, Sean. Yeah, I love a, this part. Yeah, oh share with us some thoughts.
2: I, I really enjoy saying Mass, um, and it's really hard because Mass isn't at full attendance yet, but um, just saying Mass and then just seeing all the young families um, coming back to church. And um, I've been able to meet quite a few kids, and... Um, the people here in my new assignment, and so yeah, that's it's just been a joy. Looking forward to math and being with the people, because I've been in the seminary for eight years, um, right out right out of high school, and so it's now now it's just nice just to be part of a permanent community, and yeah. I know I'm going to be here long term rather than eight years.
1: Yeah, I hope you see a lot of little Father Sean Pullmans out there, or pa- Paul, or. Sean Pullman's out there, <laughs> and Heather Carroll's out there. That you're asking yeah. them, "Hey, have you ever thought about being a priest? Mm-hmm. Right? Thought about being yeah. a nun?" Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we should all be doing that as well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, yeah. Any other final thoughts or reflections you want to share with folks this morning, Father?
2: Um, just just continue praying for vocations and encouraging uh, young men to consider priesthood and young women to consider religious life. Um. The life is beautiful, and uh, yeah, it the Lord's so good. So just continue praying for vocations.
1: Absolutely, the, the life is beautiful, and it's so good. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully the opportunity to serve as deacon with you while we celebrate, while you celebrate Mass and lead us. But um, I think that'd just be fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be That's great. Yeah.
0: Well, and thank you for answering the call.
2: Yeah, yep, definitely yeah all right it's, uh, father yep. sean
0: pullman we'll have many praying for you now amen <laughs> all right. thanks, guys. thanks for
1: joining us thanks for joining yep. us father sean god bless you
2: god bless you too uh,
0: thanks what a fast and fantastic show this morning Deegan. but we've got more going on it's only wednesday so there's thursday friday left so mm. let's go up to eli eli are you gonna share with us what's happening next
4: yeah, I can certainly do that for you, Heather. You know, we had a great show today. A lot of interesting mm-hmm. guests. Um, it's, it's always interesting to see, like, at the beginning of the show, it's like, you have an idea of how the show's going to go, and then when you get into yeah. it, it's like, wow, these guests are really good.
0: Yeah, Heather didn't follow the questions at
4: all. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But anyway, we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning. It's going to be right here, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Father Randall Kazel from St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. He'll visit with Lynette Uh, Lynette, about grabbing your rosary and getting out to the sidewalks. And Father Brian Christensen of the Diocese of Rapid City will talk about preparing for the ordination and installation of bishop-elect Mewich. Plus, Mary Kellett from Prenatal Partners for Life will talk about speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on our next Real Presence Live. That's going to be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. Great, Eli. Thank you.
0: Well, and if you missed any of our fantastic conversations that we've had this morning, you can always check them out at yourcatholicradiostation.com. We post each interview independently, so you can just skip to the interviews that you want to hear, and we'll post them up on our podcast later today.
1: Later today? Yeah. Okay. So okay, tell okay. your daughter. Yeah.
0: You can go to the website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and just hear each interview, and they were just fantastic. I think we could have had more time with each of them.
1: Yeah, Hannah Zomer, uh, Kate, Turnus. We had both Brad Gray and Nathan Sather, and then we finished with Father Father Sean. What a great
0: lineup. Yeah. It was a fantastic show and we've only got about thirty seconds left, so I'm gonna ask if you would part us with a blessing. I
1: would love to do that. In the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, thank you. We praise your name and we, we give you all glory and honor. For what we asked, we asked you to be present for us here this morning, and you certainly were faithful and were and are doing so. We ask uh, you to continue to bless our families, to calm our our fears, uh, put our trust in you, step out of the boat, and keep our eyes on Jesus. And we ask this through the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks, Deacon. All
3: right, yeah. See you in a couple months. Okay.